Good evening, Brent. Very, very evening it is right now. <laughs> and good it was. Had a long fucking day. Oh, man. I fucking bet. I've just been hassling with all sorts of people on the phone, getting my angry dad voice on. Yeah, I actually um, had another story to share. Uh, I got I got out of the... I got out of the hospital for the, the red hot, flaming hot Cheeto shits. Oh no. Yeah, they gave me a clean bill of health. And they're like, have you been eating flaming hot Cheetos? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Always. And now my stomach feels like it's inside out. Yeah. And not where it should be. I need you to pump that Cheeto out of my gut. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, get in. And then they just let me out. Yeah. And now I'm here to do this episode. It's so great to see you. <laughs> yeah. I, I lived, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the second coming of Brent. <laughs> I'm so Brent pumped comes for it. twice. <laughs> Always <laughs> forever. Yeah. Man, did you hear that fucking Rockstar's getting sued? Yes, I did. Yeah. Not because uh, we talked about it. <laughs> no, yeah. I gotta break the wall. Apparently, they're getting sued by the uh, Pinkerton Investigation Agency. Which seems strange. Yeah. Who would have thought the Pinkertons would, like, resurface? Right. After... Like, they've been around, but they, they feel that their image and name has been slandered. Even though they, like, head. straight up did, like, like bullied town populaces. Yes. Um, probably probably murdered. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, this was, like, the late 1800s, so... So they probably just kind of, like... <laughs> right, to, to yeah. kind of threw their arms they up. They tip their bowler hats to uh, the families of the lost ones, and they move Time's on. Time's just changing. Yeah, they they said that like, hey, uh, this ruins our history. You know, we used to help cops, and we our did legacy. all these. Yeah. yeah, their legacy, truly. And so they feel that they uh, they can't they can't stand for this sort of buffoonery no, from Rockstar. Not. And it's just kind of funny because obviously Rockstar has a leg to stand on. The fact is, is that they're not portraying them in any sort of light other than what was recorded in history as well as um a little thing called the first amendment right um you know i believe Lindsay lohan went to court with them mm, i don't yes think, that's right i don't remember if she was that a grand theft auto four or five five because a loading screen character she had claimed. her likeness yeah which, quote unquote i don't think it did but okay no. yeah exactly this, this is just the thing is that you know people make a lot of money and it's video game related so it's going to end up having a lawsuit <laughs> yeah but the thing is is that i think that rockstar might have more money than the pinkertons at this point because i don't think Lindsay lohan succeeded i don't i bet she didn't i, I i'm not gonna look it up right now no but off the top of my head i don't gonna, think she did can you give that a solid no watch us be wrong right but no. <laughs> and what a way to open an episode up by talking about the law. Yeah. In which we get to talk about the law. Yeah, it's what this episode's about. Being it's about, corrupted. It's about cops. It's about cops. And the Namely, reason this whole country's going down the fucking drain. <laughs> Namely, one very bad lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yes. Nolens. That is the film that we are here to talk about today. Bad lieutenant. Port of Call New Orleans. This is um, directed by Werner Herzog, Herzog. Um, starring the incomparable Nicolas Cage. One of the reasons I wanted to do this was yes. because uh, last week, or I guess by the time this episode comes out, two weeks ago, um, it was uh, the master, master's birthday himself. Oh, man. The master's himself's birthday. And look at him on his IMDb page. He, he looks so happy. happy. 
so happy. So it is with uh, a lovingly uh, fatherly look and a chiseled beard that we welcome you back to podcast for yeah. two people. A very, a very warm podcast for two people. Birthday wishes to Nick Cage. Big fans. Big fans. So, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Um, Portocol, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. What a fucking cast. Yes, it's a bit of an ensemble cast. I'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, Abel Ferrara. Oh, man. And a 1992 film that he directed mm-hmm. called Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Starring Harvey Keitel as the bad lieutenant. Hmm. How bad was he, though? Pretty bad. I haven't seen the whole movie, but there's a scene where it... And this is kind of, uh, I suppose, mirrored in the in the remake. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even think it is a remake. It's not a remake. I don't think so. It's not really a sequel either, but it has the same name. Yeah. Anyways, um, there's a scene where Harvey Keitel like, pulls over some kids mm-hmm. being a bad lieutenant. I believe it takes place in New York. And... Uh, it's like two teenage girls, one driving, one in the passenger seat, and he mm-hmm. tells, he tells one of them to show show him how they suck a dick, and then he um he's just looking into the car, jacking off at them, Ugh. and I think he like jacks off on the side of the car. <laughs> um, I haven't seen I've, I've I haven't seen the original the original. <laughs> it's fucked up. The original Bad Lieutenant. Um, yeah. But I have seen a film by Abel Ferrar, which we should watch sometime, called yeah. uh, Ms. 45. Oh, we have seen that. Yeah. Like, we've seen it around, and, like, it's on our watch queues. I think that's, what, Shudder? Yep, I do believe it's on Shudder. Yeah. You should watch it. It's pretty good. It's kind of hard to stomach at times. Yeah. Um, But good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, Yeah, Abel Ferrara finds out... That they made this movie, Bad Lieutenant Portocol, New Orleans. Yeah. And he was fucking pissed. Yeah, I actually just found that he was uh, incredibly pissed. Yeah, he was very, <laughs> very fucking mad. And yeah, and apparently Warren Herzog was like, I have never seen the 1992 film. <laughs> and I have never even heard of Mr. Ferrara. Yeah, but apparently we've heard so I was like super fucking cool. He's like, I would like to buy him a whiskey sometime or something. Yeah. And apparently they've, they're like chilled. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like you can't be mad at Warner Herzog. Right. You really can't. I, I don't think it's a possible thing. Have you seen any of his like uh, documentaries where he like talks about how powerful volcanoes are? We watched some of that. Okay, time. yeah, it's it was insane. The mighty power of the lava. Have you in seen the heart of the earth? Have you seen Werner Herzog plays Dark Souls too? No. Oh wait, yes. <laughs> yes. I touched the blood stain to learn of their death, as I do in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Um. Yeah. And it's it's weird because yeah, he, he in the seventies he made like feature films, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, then he kind of went more towards uh, documentaries. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely up to snuff with his filmography. Uh, he did Low. He did um, I can't remember the name of the volcano documentary that we yeah, watched. There's but Grizzly there's, Man. That's probably what. Yeah. that's probably like his biggest one. Low is about like the internet and technology and everything like that. He did one about like some like sort of early human caves oh like man-made caves 
or is this like where people like, lived? Oh, I okay. The subterranean. I don't remember what it's called. I was wondering if you were talking about like people caves, like the vaginal canal and the anal canal. Yeah, he went in. He explored those caves. These are warm it's, and moist. The vagina is a toxic tunnel <laughs> with many enzymes designed to kill the sperm that have but one goal <laughs> to pass through. <laughs> and out of nothing, these two entities meet and become life. <laughs> Only through death and suffering are we here. <laughs> Millions my, will die. One of my favorite things yeah. about Brent is his fucking monologue that he can go through off the cuff about Werner Herzog. I I don't know. It's one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> but he uh, directed a lot of films in the seventies with uh, mm-hmm. Klaus Kinski, who's also pretty fucking weird. So I was kind of hoping that nowadays we would uh, Klaus Kinski or Nick Nicholas Cage would be. The modern day Klaus Kinski right. to Werner Herzog today. Oh, right, like his uh, right hand actor. Yeah, kind of how like Scorsese and De Niro. Or fucking John Depp and. Uh, Tim Boyton. Boyton. Tim Buttons. Right, of course. That's, that's, that's a team. And Bad Lieutenant, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it wasn't just Herzog's directing, mm-hmm. but you got Nicolas Cage's fucking acting. <laughs> And it was written by a <laughs> guy. Shamanic. Nouveau Shamanic. Shamanic. Which is the best name for any acting style. I hope that's what we're studying in film schools a hundred years from now. When we're all fucking dead and the world's gone to dust. Fuck. <laughs> Nouveau Shamanic lives on in the waste. That must survive. If there's anything that it humanity... It be taught by a hologram of Nicolas Cage. I, that'd be fucking sick. Um... Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah. But it was, it was, I can't remember the guy who wrote it. You do have the IMDb page. Yes, that was, uh, William M. Finkelstein. He, he uh, he was used to writing a lot of, like, crime dramas. Okay. Or kind of, like, procedural crime. I think he might have worked on, like, Law and Order or some kind of procedural crime show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did, like, L.A. Law, Brooklyn South. Uh, a yeah, lot of, he, he a lot did, of law, uh, like, police procedural shows. Oh, yeah. Justice, all this shit, yeah. So, Bad Lieutenant's this weird mix. We have Werner Herzog's I'm gonna just film a fucking iguana for, like, five minutes. Yeah. And then, like, you got Nicolas Cage fucking pushing it to the fucking limit and breaking the limit. Yeah. And then you have it all being kept together here uh, with a very sound and tried and true Mm -hmm. uh, police story. Yeah. But with all the the the, the variables, of, it's fucking wild, of, dude. A whimsical director. It's like pinball and a manic with twenty actor. fucking balls. And it's it's such a fucking. It sh- probably shouldn't work, but it no, does. Yeah. And that's and that's that's why this film is worth watching. Oh yeah. And we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Because goddamn. <laughs> we need. This you is to one know. of my favorite films. Like I, I'll yeah. just say that right now. I was really happy to watch this again. Uh. You know, like it, it was the movie that made me realize, like, I actually, I actually really enjoy Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Because I watched it and I was like, oh, it's, it's a fucking straight to like Blu ray DVD mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage film. This is going to be fucking dumb. Yeah. And I watched it and I was just like, I laughed. Yeah. There were touching scenes, even though yeah. it's like kind of goofy too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But then I, I walked away from it and it was a very uh, somber ending, which we'll get to, I guess. Oh, yeah. 
Kind of a yeah, um, just kind of a what goes around comes around kind of a thing. Oh yeah, it it definitely doesn't go where you might expect it to by the by the third act. No. And yeah, yeah, I made me realize. Uh, I actually really like Nicolas Cage because it was around the time when like, on YouTube you would see like the top Nick Cage freakouts starting to pop up on YouTube and getting Vampires Kiss all over the place. Yeah, Vampires Kiss. Mm-hmm. Quick aside. <laughs> It's 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 a nice dark comedy. Yeah, it though it does drag. That's my quick review of that. Yeah, and it it's very much worth to watch Nick Cage pretend to be a vampire. Right, and you know, figure like two thousand nine. By then, we've probably had at least eighty Nick Cage movies. There was like Knowing, um, Bangkok Dangerous wasn't too far away or too far back, I should say, at the time because uh, Bad Lieutenant was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, I I probably saw it a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we're four years away, or four years after, uh, Wicker Man. I was gonna say, yeah, like, uh, it's a ways off, but Wicker Man was in there, too. So yeah, yeah, like, knowing next. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I'm a magic trick, I can see the future. Ghost Rider. Uh, I don't fucking want to ever... Talk I kind of wish they, I kind of wish they didn't make Blackheart just a weird emo boy. Yeah, and then at the very end, for fucking ten seconds, he turns into Legion. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the giant pile of shit that you made out of my favorite Marvel hero. But you know what though, Nicolas Cage is cool in it. I'll say it. At least uh, I like. Oh, slap the fuck out <laughs> of you, boy. No, I like uh, <laughs> check out. It's in in the sequel they made, which was pretty garbage. Spirit of Vengeance. Um, there's a part where he's like yelling at somebody, and he's like trying not to turn into the Ghost Rider. Yeah. And he's like, he's knocking on the door, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, there's bad like CGI. Where he's like, like partially s- sort of turning into a skull fire. Yeah, like what they did in the new Venom movie, and what they do every time when uh Bruce Banner is on screen. Right. They copied Spirit of Vengeance. It can all be traced back to Spirit of Vengeance. And Nicolas Cage's uh, beautiful fucking And, like, <laughs> I have that screen grab. It's like when 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 you hear your mom shout your first, middle, and last name oh, from yeah. the other room, and you know you're in huge trouble. <laughs> and it's just a screen grab from that movie where he's just like, yikes, pretty much. But it's like, yeah, it's like he was about to, about to go Ghost Rider on you. Feels like my head's on fire. Feels like my skull's on fire. I'm Billy Blaze. So other than Nicolas Cage, man, like who all who all did we have in this movie? Uh, Val Kilmer, uh, Stevie, Stevie Pruitt, Ava Mendez, um, Alvin Exhibit Joiner. Yeah. As Big Feruza, I think I'm thinking of pronouncing that name properly. Feruza Balk. Uh, you may know her as the Coven. Oh yeah, yeah. The Craft. The Craft. The craft. Yes. Uh, uh, Vicky Valentine from uh, Waterboy. <laughs> oh, let's see here, some other people. <laughs> well, Jennifer Coolidge, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brad Brad Gatdam Dorif, who was also in another film by Werner Herzog that came out the same year. It was that one movie I told you about that also had a uh, um, uh, Michael Shannon as the lead. Oh who's yeah. Also in Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, like for maybe a grand total of like five minutes, and he just looks strange because he's so like small. He's he's kind of svelte almost, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, a, an actor who in our circles, our circle being Tyler and myself. Yeah. Uh, kind of becoming a, a that guy for us. Yeah. Shea Shea Wiggum. 
Yeah. He's been in, like, a lot of shit. Yeah. He was in Kong. Uh, he actually did a pretty good job in Kong. He was in uh, season three of Fargo. Yeah, it's season one of True Detective. He's just been in, like, a lot of shit. Can we actually go back to his page real quick? Cause I feel like there's something even further back that I... Oh, yeah, for sure. From. Let's see here. I mean, we got, like, the Wrist Cutters, Take Shelter. Oh, yeah, American Hustle, which was okay, but not great. <laughs> oh, boy, he'll be, be in Joker. Joker. <laughs> oh, Tigerland, that's a good movie. Smugglers Run, the game. Bad Company. By Bad Company off the album Bad Company. And uh, the Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, he was one of the skaters. I feel like there is another movie that I wanted to point out. Fast and Furious. But, you know... Oh, he was in Machete. Machete, 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 Machete. Um, okay, that's enough about him, I think. At least his filmography. Wolf on Wall Street. Or Wolf of Wall Street, rather. So, yeah, he's kind of... He's, he's bad he's stuff. everywhere. I look forward to seeing him in The New Joker. Hopefully he urges the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker... To lament that we do indeed live in a society. I fucking sure hope that's a thing that happens. I just want to see him look at the camera and go, we live in a society. And then, you know, T-pose. isn't that crazy? And like, Ugh. this really says a lot about our society as a whole. Gamers rise up. <laughs> uh, so tell me, tell me yes. about like Bad Lieutenant. What's what's a the synopsis? Yeah. Um, what happens? Um, a newly promoted lieutenant, mm-hmm. um, name of Terrence McDonough, and played by Nicholas Cage. How does he get that promotion? He. Okay, so this movie takes place in New Orleans, as you may have guessed from the title. Um, this should probably give you some setting here. Mm-hmm. It takes place in New Orleans. This is in the aftermath of Katrina. Yep. So New Orleans is still like Fucked. rebuilding. Yeah. It's, yes. And, like, it opens up, and it's, like, the direct aftermath after people are, like, able to move around quite a bit. It's, like, stuff is kind of getting back on track, but, it, yeah. you know, you still have to combat with the flooding, mm-hmm. the wreckage. Finding bodies. Yes. So it opens with um, Terrence and uh, Richie or Jackie or uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, Val Kilmer. Um, they're in a they're in a prison. Uh, Stevie. Stevie. Steve. Steve is suffering. <laughs> no. Um, oh. They they go to the prison to uh, find some files that Duffy. Yeah. Who, a fucking big old piece of shit. Meet. Yeah, you never meet him. He's but, literally just like a scapegoat. But fuck Duffy. Just fuck all fuck of them. Fuck Duffy. The Nick, uh, Nick Cage laments. Uh, and they go there. They, they search his locker. Mm-hmm. And they bet like, probably those dirty pictures of his wife. And what do you know? They find dirty pictures of his wife. Like 15 of them. Yeah. And Nick Cage just stuffs them in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to take these. <laughs> Which, fucking gross. It's, th- this movie has made me want to be like a kleptomaniac. Just like yeah, He just picks shit up and puts it in his pocket all the like, time. like, oh, look at this. I'm going to just fucking keep that for later. <laughs> or if you're, you know, trying to do a, a bust and you mm-hmm. walk through a neighbor's house to get into the backyard of the, the suspect's house. Yeah. And while you're passing through, you happen to notice a bag of weed on the table. Well, uh, like a fucking fat sack. That was a that was a that was a that was a solid solid amount. Somebody's going to be missing that. Anyways, 
like grass clippings. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, Nick Cage saves a prisoner who is left. She just didn't get transferred out of there because Duffy it, had his fucking papers in there and never turned him in. Guy never got removed. Yeah, so they left him there to drown. I guess. Yeah. No one knew he was really there. Yeah, because there, there wasn't any records. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Val Kilmer and Nick Cage are taking bets, you know, like, oh, he'll drown in, like, five minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Cage decides, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to actually be a good human being. Yeah. Let alone being a good cop. Yeah. Public servant. Uh, He's like, yeah, I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. And then he jumps in there, and then we like cut forward. Like, one story. Yeah. It's like one story. He takes off his jacket. Shoes. Yeah. Loosens up his tie. And then just hops off like a one-story drop. Right, and he just, like, ends up fucking fucking up his back. Yeah, he just kind of cut forward to him in the hospital. Yeah, and uh, finds out that he's got irreversible back damage. Yeah, he's he's fucked up, and he's got to take Vicodin for the rest of the film. Yeah, like, Doctor's (laughs) like, yeah, man, this is your life now, and he's like, but why? It's like, how long? Uh, Yeah, from now on. That's this is like, uh, like for the rest of my life. It's like probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. So you know he, we then go. I believe it's six months later. Yep, to and, a crime uh, scene, and he just like pulls up on the scene and just starts like doing bumps of coke, doing bumps, and this marks the last time mm-hmm. you will see Nick Cage sober in this film. Yeah, yeah. Except it, maybe the end. Yeah, maybe, maybe some of it. But yeah, he is. Up. So he, he goes into whatever like, he can get his hands on. He's, yeah. he's doing it. He's just riding a unicorn through the clouds. So if you want to see a film with Nick Cage taking all sorts of drugs mm-hmm. and being hilarious while on them, yes, like this this movie has like so many golden scenes. Really like, does. Probably won't even touch on them too much because you just you need to see it obviously, yeah, I, my, as we say here on this channel. I let my. Uh, like, I, I was kind of talking to my brother Heath earlier this week. We got together for just, like, a nice morning. And uh, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm really excited. We're going to do Bad Lieutenant this week. And he's like, man, you know what my best memory about Bad Lieutenant is? I'm like, what's that? He's like, the fact that I never watched it, but I know everything about it. Because you took three hours to tell me a two-hour movie. <laughs> and uh, I was like, dude, I just I really like the fucking movie, okay? <laughs> I had to explain to him, like... All the weird, subtle nuances in the fucking film. There is sub- there's a lot of subtlety in this film. Yeah, and uh, there's okay. For one thing, this movie does like you were kind of mentioning earlier, something with like lizards. Um, I believe Werner Herzog is credited as saying that the iguanas mm-hmm. or the reptiles are the the main character, or perhaps he said they were the soul of the film. Right, and the soul is still dancing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so, like, perhaps they're not actually there, and Nick Cage is this kind of... Off the deep end. Yeah, totally off the deep end. He he doesn't sleep. No. Except maybe a little bit. At one point, he says that he's running on an hour and a half of sleep over the course of three days, which is kind of funny. I want to know if that's actually, like, the sleep that he kept on set. He might have, because I I know that they said he pretty much lived on set. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh would take the time to groom mm-hmm. while in character during takes. Yeah. So sometimes, like a very specific scene in the film, uh, he's just grooming himself. 
Because hmm. yeah. I guess he had to do it then. He's he decided this that was what the character needed. <laughs> yeah, there's so much cocaine in this film too. Um, apparently, what they did instead of like real it, coke, yeah, was baby powder. They snorted like, and Nick Cage is like, "Oh yeah, no, I snorted that baby powder." He sold those scenes, man. He in a in a in a um, vampire's kiss, he straight up eats a cockroach. Oh yeah, that fucking seems like <laughs> he was all fucked up because he really yeah. fucking shoved that thing in his mouth. <sighs> it's it was uh, he's he's really good at his acting style. You can't really call it like method acting because it's. I do want to say it's like a style all his own. Yeah, it's that nouveau shamanic it's man. The nouveau fucking shamanic. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um. I, I I told you about the Roger Ebert review. Mm-hmm. He uh, Roger he was a huge fan of Nick Cage. Really? Yeah. And um, this movie was no exception. He mm-hmm. he loved this movie. He really liked it. I can't remember if he like how many thumbs or stars he gave it or whatever he did. Right. Um, but he he said of Nicolas Cage that like, you give him any role and he's not gonna half-ass it. He said he will crawl hand over hand. Uh, tooth and nail to get the best performance he possibly can. And this movie's no exception. so fucking true. Yeah, like... Except for that one fucking, like, 911 episode, or show, movie that we... Wow. That one 911 movie that we watched, like I told you, hey man, I found a new shitty Nicolas Cage movie, and you're like, oh shit, give me it's that. It's like the Cold Mountain, or... No, not Cold no, Mountain. No, no, that's no. a completely different film. I have the power of you. <laughs> he <laughs> no. fucking domes a child. Just fucking six shooters a child in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And, gets, and like probably steals his soul. <laughs> your soul belongs to me now, child. Relinquish your soul to me, youngster. <laughs> I know. The blood of a virgin. Oh, but are you talking about the one with John Cusack as the the serial killer? Uh, no the the really bad one with like the kid oh. with the cell phone. Oh, yeah. Well, Nick Cage was good in it. Yeah, I do like that part when like. He was going to, like, the lieutenant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not the bad lieutenant. <laughs> that this movie is. But, um, yeah. He, uh... He's, like, yelling. He's, like... My kid's out there! My son! He's got shot! He's gonna die! Because his, uh, 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 son-in-law-to-be... Mm-hmm. He got shot. I don't know. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, um... There was... A, okay, actually, this is a good time to bring this up. Um, there was an article I read a while back... It said, uh, Nicolas Cage isn't a, a bad actor. It's the movies that got... Or it's like, Nicolas Cage is still a big-time actor. Mm-hmm. It's the films that are getting smaller. Yeah, that's really true, what you're saying about, like, the, the roles kind of get smaller. The movies do. He still gets the big role in these movies, but the movies are really small. You know, we watched that, uh, fucking Humanity. The Humanity Bureau? Yeah fucking hell made with like source filmmaker and uh <laughs> source yeah dude it was so fucking bad like uh the the cgi drones the fucking um like use of stock audio like there was some like notification thing that the you usually cookie cutter hear. villain yeah the cookie cutter villain that literally has a bald head trench coat and ends up losing an eye and getting a half of a fucking adam jensen eye he does um he does uh, uh, stop the bleeding by taping a slice of bread to his eye wound. That was a real thing we saw. That was 
fucking sweet. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, that's that's kind of it, is that um, if you... It's kind of like what we were saying on our episode about Mandy, um, where if you think... If you have a glimmer of an idea that Nick Cage is a bad actor or his movies are just bad, you need to watch The Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, yeah. New Orleans. Uh, Rob Delaney on Twitter said, uh, yeah, you can call Nick Cage a bad actor, or you can watch Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans three times in a row and shut the fuck up. Very true. Yeah, I have to stand by I would that stand, 100%. I, would, I, would, I stand that. The talk like hip like the kids. Right. and uh, That's not how you stand, though. He just continuously has these like golden moments that are so. Uh, I mean, we're pretty guilty. We uh, we reference this movie a lot. Yes. Ever since uh, you had me sit down and watch it, probably like a year or two ago. Dude, we we probably watched that like we watched it in like that first place you lived in. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, dude. It's been a while. It's been a while, but it doesn't seem that long because it's it's such a good movie. It's timeless. It's, yes, it stays fresh in your mind. Yeah, no, you can't forget it, this film. Every time that like I'd see something while we were watching this film, I'd be like, oh my god, I know it's coming next. I am so ready. This is the perfect movie to get a whole bunch of friends together and watch because everyone will be cry laughing at many different parts in this film, as well as just being like, yo, this dude's fucking nuts. Yes. And uh, it's 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 also a really good story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's got the backbone of a, a crime drama, procedural police, mm-hmm. film, detective work. But then, yeah, also you get the manic Nate Cage at yeah. work. Oh yeah, as I've, yeah, I guess I've already said that, but <laughs> I just need to reiterate that it's 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 a good it's a good police tale. So to save you guys from what I had to, what I kind of gave my brother as far as the synopsis of this film, that ended up being longer than the film. Nick Cage as uh, Mr. Terrence McDonough, mm-hmm. you know, as he became a lieutenant, and he gets prescribed that Vicodin for his back issue. Then he just kind of spirals down and then out into various other drugs like we had already mentioned cocaine but also enjoys uh smoking a joint with uh some criminals yeah he knows it relaxes him yeah he finds that it relaxes him and uh he's actually like honestly a pretty good like he's good at the job he can be a good cop when he needs to be a good cop yeah and he's also very very good at hiding all of his fucking proclivities (laughs) and um his fucking super hot girlfriend who's uh i guess like like either yeah she's kind of like her very she's a sex worker and no one owns her she's her own woman yeah she yeah and uh so like you know she does uh sexual activities goes out on dates things like that we even get to hear Werner herzog leave her a voice message when um Nick Cage comes over and kind of introduces Ava Mendez's character of uh, Frankie. And um, he, like, leaves just this, like, long, creepy message about going to some fancy fucking restaurant. And Nick Cage is like, oh, man, I couldn't take you there. I don't have the money. And she's like, I've got the money. It's like, damn, this girl powerful. She could be my sugar mama. Yeah, anytime. (laughs) And uh, I gotta do is is bring her coke. Right, and that's just it, is that in, in Ava Mendez's character of Frankie, Terrence McDonough finds a friend that he can use with, 
Yeah. And throughout the film, he just keeps getting into worse and worse shit. He literally has no bounds. He doesn't care if there if he's not supposed to be behind that counter. He's a fucking cop. He's on a homicide. <laughs> he needs to come and find those fucking pills. Can I get my prescription? Please. Please. And uh, on top of that, you know, like Brennan said, stealing evidence and just other people's drugs when it's not even evidence. Like, he doesn't have to. He really doesn't have to. <laughs> but he does. Yeah. Like, he could just be like, I'm going to put in a report and say that this place also had Wade in it and get your Wade stolen. Or I'll say the scale's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And then I got a new one coming in. Then I'll wait. Well, I'll weigh the dope. Then I'll get you that voucher. Yeah. But what's he actually doing? He's uh stealing. He steal. He, okay, he stole enough for himself, but also to keep the drug charge a felony. Yep. Because he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he he's been part of the system. He long took enough. enough to not fuck up their case. Yep. And also keep enough for himself to get high. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Guy, lieutenant. Had some good police McDonough. work right there. <laughs> and he's been like, he's apparently like blackmailed or coerced Michael Shannon's character, Munt. Yeah, Munt. As hey, a, Munt. He's in property, which means he takes care of all the evidence and property that is uh, pertinent to different cases. And he's just been using him to, to get drugs Score. out of it. Yeah, instead of going to any sort of dealer or anything like that. Well, that's not his only method of getting high. It sure isn't. <laughs> he likes to go to the Gator Retreat. Yeah, which is like some weird nightclub. We never see the inside of it, but no. he'll prey on people as they come out, knowing that it's a nightclub that people would actually take party drugs in there and uh, come out with them. And, uh, dude, he, he literally blackmails a couple... Uh, blackmails a chick into having sex with him, smokes... Like right in the parking lot. Yeah, smokes crack with her. And, and he loves crack. He fucking loves crack, dude. In <laughs> fact, want... he has his very own lucky crack pipe. It's a, it's a it's, uh, what is it, uh, Chekhov's crack pipe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, and, uh, like, there are literally, there is no such thing as too low for him. Uh, there's attempted murder of, uh, of an elderly person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Attempted murder. I mean, it's, it's, it's attempted. He's murder. getting, he's dipping his toes in all sorts of shady activities. Oh yeah. He's getting like, investigated by all sorts of different bureaus. Yep. Uh, he's, he's in serious gambling debt. Yeah. Because he likes to bet on the ball games <laughs> and, uh, lose in the book. He's played by Brad Dorif. Yeah, the voice of Chuckster McChuck Chuck. A kind of reserved role for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the thing is, though, is that Brad Dorff, even if it's just like, you know, this like small-ass role, he really fucking owns it. He's a really noteworthy character, even though he probably only has about five minutes on screen. Thereabout, yeah. Check out check out Brad Dorff and uh, The Graveyard Shift. Oh, yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah, we need to... I, I would actually really like to check that out. It's not a great movie, but he's yeah. really cool in it. Yeah, I mean, Brad Dorff's in it. I'm gonna. And yeah, yeah of course, like his work is Chucky. Who yep. else could voice that little motherfucker? And then he was that fucking piece of shit in uh, Blue Velvet that was playing with the wooden snake. <laughs> yeah, he's part of uh, Frank's Frank's crew. Who likes to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Ask him if he's ever been to Pussy Heaven. <laughs> I'm Paul. That's, Paul. that's a different guy. But yeah, there's there's a lot of noteworthy lines in this film, a lot of amazing scenes, and you get to watch Nick Cage just get more and more fucked up throughout the film, try more and more drugs, do more and more risky things. Swap accents several times. Intermittently, for no reason. No, 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 maybe I'll talk like, you know, he's like the 40s. 40s officer. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he talk like this. Yeah. Maybe maybe actually sort of sounds like he's from New Orleans at some right. point. Yeah. Who Just knows? hucking out po' boys and eating all that crawl. It's some good shit. Yeah. It's a, it's like, a, like a, you've said it, it's, it's probably one of the best Nick Cage movies out there. It's number two for me. Of course, Mandy's above that. But that's that's because Mandy was everything I want in like a fucking it's horror movie, quote unquote horror movie. It was kind of a it's a spook show. It's yeah. a spook show. Spook show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. He, other than like spiraling out of control with drugs, he also, you know, he gets into a lot of trouble. He likes to stand up for his girl, and you know he doesn't like the fact that she has to be a sex worker. Well, she doesn't; it's her decision. But he's jealous, and so he often comes in and crashes the party with her different clients. That lands him in some hot water, and then he uh, ends up owing about fifty grand to some unsavory types. Yeah, he shook down a client for ten k. Yeah, and he was a smooth customer. You know, he got the mm-hmm. hair slicked back. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Dude, his lines, that whole character made zero fucking sense to me. Nope. And that was Shea Wiggum. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, again, fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic character. He's fucking hilarious. There's a lot of, like, unsung, well, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of underrated performances in this film. I, oh, this yeah. is like This is, like, the best Nick Cage movie you haven't heard of. Right. And the fact that it's exactly two hours and two minutes... Yeah, you got to kind of put away an evening to to check it out, but it's a really great time. It is. And, like, movies are always best watched with friends. Fuck, you know, we we even had Tony here. Uh, Of course, he actually asked this time. We didn't have to force him to watch it, (laughs) even though he knew what he was getting into. Yeah, we warned him. Yeah, and uh, he fucking loved it. He fucking loved it. Um, I think he's really starting to appreciate and understand the cage. It's um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to see because mm-hmm. it happened to me, and when you watch it happen to somebody else, it's like a you, oh yeah, you experience yeah. again vicariously. Yeah, like oh my god, somebody else is actually falling in love with somebody else Nick. Has awakened. Yeah, and uh, who knew that fucking exhibit could act? He's good in this movie. Yeah, he plays as a uh, big fate, otherwise known as Goldshaw, I believe that was. Uh, Godsha, Godsha, yeah, yeah, Godsha, who's just like a big time fucking big, big, big uh, drug mover, yeah, in the New Orleans area, yeah, and so like you know Nick Cage, being like, okay, you know, fuck this job, I need all also, this fucking uh, money. Also wanted person of interest in a murder in the homicide investigation. Five He's... people. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fucked up crime scene. Oh yeah, like everyone murdered execution style. Like three dead, like two or three dead kids. Yeah, like there was literally uh, 
no care or hesitation in the murder. Yeah. It was just cold. And uh, Nick Cage, you know, needing over 50 grand uh, to pay back all the people that he's <laughs> fucked over because he's a pile of shit, yeah. um, ends up deciding, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go full on corruption and uh, side with big fate here and start moving drugs with him and shit. And there's just so much chaos that ensues after that. And the plot just continues to thicken. There's not really a slow mo- uh, moment in this movie. And um, you do get to enjoy some Nick Cage ad-libbing as well with uh, Ava Mendez when he starts talking about his buried pirate booty yeah. in, a, in a nice little shack. It's a... We got the little metal detector from his mom and goes... Beep, 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 like I said, second favorite Nick Cage movie. Uh, probably in my top ten as far as like favorite movies of all time. And I know that people would like laugh at that and be like, dude, are you serious? There's like literal works of art. And I'd say, okay, for one thing, Bad yeah. Lieutenant is a work of art. Yeah. Two, fuck tell me. You. Yeah, two, fuck you. And three, I bet you like to sniff your own farts. What avant-garde films do you like? You see, there's like, as I feel like as I'm getting older, I like more goofy shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, 10 years ago, I would have wanted to watch Apocalypse Now. I still like to watch Apocalypse Now, but, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not really sure what I'm getting the fuck on here about, but, like, you want more serious dramas, you know, like, you would call... I would call, I would call Bad Lieutenant more of a work of art than I would, say, uh... Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, would I do to I me. do I recognize it's, Schindler's List as a good movie? Sure. Yes. Have I watched Schindler's List more than once? No. And I don't watch it to enjoy it. I mean, I don't really know the Titanic too. I mean, like, you know, there's there's all these films, you know, that people Oscar like, bait films. Yes, exactly. You know the fucking uh, oh Pearl Harbor. <laughs> there's that movie that gary olman played churchill oh yeah won awards because mm-hmm. it was a period piece yeah period pieces always win awards <laughs> uh yeah i don't remember it was finest no not finest hour uh there was also uh the king's speech that's i think that might have been it oh um, yeah yeah about like I stutter and now I don't when I give speech. I am king. Oh, that. Oh, right. I, I was seeing a different movie. No. But yeah, regardless. Who gives a shit? Right. Who gives a shit? The big thing is, is that if you want to find a great film, you don't always look at the awards or the ratings they have. Because, I mean, like, this alone has, like, 6.6, I think, out of 10 on IMDb. That's not bad. That could be a lot worse, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay attention to what a Google users say, because typically, you know... They're like, on some shit. <laughs> they're on some shit, dude. There was a... If we can talk about... There was, there was like, a panel discussion. Uh, James Franco was there. I mm-hmm. think Ethan Hawke. Um, maybe Tom Hanks. Yeah. And, like, another actor. Yeah. They were sitting there talking about movies, and uh, James Franco was talking about The Room. Really? And uh, he's, like, he's very earnestly and, like, very seriously straight-faced saying that, like, he's, like, The Room is absolutely a work of art. It's a fine movie. Yeah. And they're, like, what? He's, like, yes, yes. Like, it absolutely is. It's Yeah. You watch that movie, and you just, people are elated. Yeah. 
They feel joy. Yeah. They love to watch this film. It's a very memorable film now. Like, yes, it's absolutely a great film. Maybe not for the reasons it was intended to be. Right. But it's still a great film, regardless. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel like sometimes with Nick Cage films. That's how I feel almost 90% of the time with Nick Cage films. Like, you have friends together. Like I said, like, just honestly, try this sometime like, this I don't, month. Yeah, like, I don't norm. I feel like I, I, I feel inclined to, like, sort of, like, sneer at uh, 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 James Franco. Yeah. But I was listening to him talk about this, and I was like, God, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you said it the best, is that, like, James Franco is literally what you get when uh, a child is not told no. Yeah, specifically a white kid. <laughs> yeah, a white boy <laughs> with all the privilege is never told no, and then all of a sudden he grows up to be one James Franco. That's the end of his evolutionary line. <laughs> and uh, He's max-leveled. He's max-leveled. No, there's... um. There's a lot here in Bad Lieutenant, which just sounds like I know a lot of people are going to be rolling their eyes when they're listening to this, but hear us out. Within the next month, try and get, you know, at least two other friends together, sit down, watch the movie, you know, get some snacks together, get some beverages in you, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. I don't give a shit. Just watch the movie. Big dank kush. I don't really (laughs) give a shit. And just pop a squat. Sit down for a couple hours and just laugh and talk about the movie. Um, you know, put down your phones for a little bit, something you like didn't that. Do that. No, I didn't. I I, uh, I was busy getting you're, big points. Yeah, yeah, you're doing your mobile gaming. Yeah, I love my mobile gaming. I'm a pile <laughs> of shit. Fucking fight me. I watched enough for the both of us. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd look up at the at the golden moments. Oh yeah, I knew they were coming. Well, I'm like, it. I got it, and I yeah, you know, I set my phone down. But if it's your first time watching this, do yourself a favor. Just put it down indefinitely for about two Take hours. Take the battery out and throw it in the toilet because you're not going to be needing that anymore. And if your phone's battery doesn't come out, just uh, put your knee out and then put your phone sideways in your hand <laughs> and bust that fucker over your knee. It, Nick Cage will get you a new one. Just it works ask. every time. Yeah. Just say, hey, Mr. Cage, I just really wanted to pay attention to your uh, fantastic film, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, Nolens. And uh, I knew that I was going to look at my phone because Facebook's real important. Yeah. So I just smashed it over my knee and threw it in the garbage so that I could pay attention to you. And uh, thank you for your performance and thank you for such a great film. You got it, kid. And then, you know, next thing you know, you've got a new fucking Apple big dick <laughs> super kapoopa in, in the mail and then you got your new phone. And it's even got a whole bunch of selfies from Nick Cage. Wow, what a story. <laughs> yeah, it'd be beautiful. Instagram that shit. And then tag us in it, because it'll it'll work. It'll happen. Yeah. I can't promise, <laughs> but it'll happen. Use code n.cage. <laughs> code.n.cage. In our store. Yeah, and then you'll get all of every... We'll give you the whole store for nothing. <laughs> except you, ha- you have to prove that you got selfies with Nick Cage. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Um, I wanted to kind of like hit off on like this kind of funny like only Nick Cage would do this this kind of shit on stage. Absolutely. Um, so during filming, Nicolas Cage asked the entire set for silence to make a declaration. Now, just close your eyes. Imagine you're like I don't know. You're a fucking piece of shit that only grabs coffee for everybody and makes sure that everyone's got a bagel in their hand at the beginning of the day and nick cage goes on set he's got his like giant receding hairline 
Mm-hmm. He's got his nice jacket on, big fucking forty four magnum down his trousers. Yeah, and he's just kind of fucking crazy already, and he's just like, "All right, be quiet, be quiet." A very important message that I need to declare. <laughs> and once the set had gone silent, Cage pointed to Werner Herzog and proclaimed, Finally, someone who knows what he is doing. This was in reference to Herzog's method of only filming camera setups that he intended to use in the final film as opposed to shot uh, shooting extra setups that he might not even use in the final film. Which is crazy. Werner Herzog was literally like, we do not need any extra footage. Yeah. Just shoot what we need. And it's like, okay, how do you know what we need? And it's like, this is fucking Werner Herzog. Yeah, you're going to argue with this motherfucker? Yeah, no. And if you do, get the yeah, fuck out of here. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a movie where uh, he, he let Nick Cage do his thing. Yeah. And look at what we got. It was super fucking fantastic. It's a crime that this was like deep straight to DVD. Right. And uh, also important note. Nick Cage has said, and I believe him, he was not under the influence of anything during the film. I believe him. Uh, this is, yeah, this is just pure uncut Cage, just like all that pure uncut dope and that pure coke that he put in his nose. Listen to his story about the elk. Yeah, uh, who scored the touchdown? <laughs> he sprouted antlers, and he ran, he ran, he ran, he ran, he scored a touchdown. I can't really so, do that, that like exasperated raspy laugh that <laughs> that my dad would do when he saw something funny on TV. Yeah, dude, it's uh it's really fucking great. Oh hey, um now this won't spoil anything, but the quote unquote dancing soul scene is an obvious homage to Herzog's early classic Strozik. In 1977, which features an iconic scene of a dancing chicken set to the exact same Sony Terry song, Old Lost John. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But, uh, man. You might as well start referencing your own movies. Yeah, you might as well at that point when you're Werner Herzog and you've been making films for longer than most people have been alive. And, like, uh, I'll say a, a good companion piece to this film. Yeah. Uh, Another uh, film directed by Werner Herzog. My son, my son, what have ye done? Yeah, we still need to see that. I have it on DVD. Done deal. <laughs> I think we know what will come down the line sooner rather than later. Might as well. Right? right? It's not as outrageous. <sighs> as my I wish it was. Dreams. But it's like, it's got the same, like, energy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. As Bad Lieutenant. I don't know how else to describe it. It's got the, the Herzog vision. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a lead actor who's just doing his thing. Yeah. And some f- scenes in the film, it's just like, okay, we're gonna, we're just gonna do this. Right. This is part of the movie now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Dorif is in it. He's like a weird homophobic uncle. Ugh. He's only he's only in the, like for one scene, unfortunately, but it's it's memorable because he's in it. Does he get his head blown away by a shotgun? No. Does he get melted or like re put together in a toy machine? No. He gives the main character a sword though. Is it dangerous to go alone, Brent? <laughs> no. no. So jerk your meat steak to this, real quick. I'm an old man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Living uh, in a cave. $100 to repair my door. Yeah, you fuck. Thanks for coming into my house. Thanks for burning down my door. <laughs> you fucking dick. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Uh, well, why the fuck would I watch it? Because Michael Shannon's in it. I Red do like his fucking weird ass face. I like his weird ass face too. <laughs> He's such a fucking did you hear him like dude. There was an interview he did. I can't remember for which outlet, but like I think like GQ. Mm-hmm. They like asked him like somehow Trump got brought up, and uh, he just fucking like ripped on him so hard. I got fat rips. <laughs> like he, he's like, no, I don't give a shit. Like what he feels. Like fuck that yeah. guy. Like what? What's what's he thinking? Like. Oh, if I maybe Melania will let me fuck her if I tell her she's pretty. <laughs> like, it's like I don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. I was like, hell yeah. I wish more people were that outspoken when they did uh, different interviews and shit like that. Like, I, I, I haven't seen enough interviews with Nick Cage, especially interviews with Nick Cage where while he is wearing leather pants doing karate kicks, see, and throwing money. If if we're ever at a point. Yeah. Where, like, we do public appearances. Yeah. I'm going to do that whenever I can. Yeah. Just knock on Ottoman. Mm. Knock on faux leather Ottoman. Like, like okay, here's the podcast for two people, guys. And then I'll I'll run out, do a front cartwheel. Yeah. Uh, kick the air. Go, yeah. yeah! And then um, pull out a wad of money from my pocket and just start yeah. throwing it at the crowd. Yeah. I'll uh, walk in from behind you and then immediately pull down my shorts and take a shit in front of the crowd with my ass pointed towards them. Cool. So they know That's they know exactly what we bring the to the table. Yeah, you bring the hype, the cartwheels, and like the aggressive spirit, and I bring day-old Burger King-eating shits. It's the glue that holds us all together. Yeah, my shit. It's the glue. Where are we going with this episode? I want to snort some baby powder. <laughs> um, so are we done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, Portal Call New Orleans, like real shit. It's it's a great film. Um, I was a better person for watching it. Yeah, and I, I think you guys will be too. All two of you. Yeah. You get a hold of Bad Lieutenant. It can't possibly be expensive. I don't know if it's on any streaming services. <laughs> Probably not. I think you actually have to I feel go like and all, buy it. I feel like all the movies we recommend are like, okay, you actually have to like buy this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, there's there's quite a few that are like, you know, you can rent me on Amazon, uh, all the bullshit, etc., etc. Right. Uh, actually, yeah. Um, it says that it's on Prime Video. So whether you have to rent it on Prime or buy it, the Blu-ray. I think I bought it at the store. Is it store? The store. Ah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that you one. You know, the one with the rubber fists. You know, I'm trying to think. There weren't really any like titties in the movie. No, no. Yeah. There was a butt. There's like other than that weird fucking shakedown scene out of the the gator. Yeah. Place. There's not really, like, a fucking trigger warning, anything needed, really, other than, like, you know, obviously he abuses drugs very heavily throughout the film. Um, There's no one shooting up or anything like that, and just smoking, hanging out with X to the Z, I, Ibis. It's, like, uh, Nick Cage, like, staggering around, 
parking his uh, car in a no parking, but then turning his police lights on. Like a fucking douche. <laughs> like a big you know? piece of shit. <laughs> he does so many fucking dick moves in this movie that it's, yeah. it's just terrific. And he yeah. gets away with it. Oh, yeah. Or does he? Or does he? I think on the back of the uh, Blu-ray case it says the only criminal he couldn't catch was himself. Yeah. And that is the line that you write on the back when you have no idea what the fuck to say about this movie. Right. In a way, in a real roundabout, lazy-ass way, it works. Yes. I didn't think about it too much then, but that part when he he yells at the old ladies, Mm -hmm. you're the whole reason this country's going down the fucking drain. Yeah. And I was like, he's right, though. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a, it really says a lot about our older generation yeah. um, fucking up the younger generation. Yeah. And Nick Cage is in the middle of it. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, maybe he should just pull his gun out, his big-ass gun, and just mm-hmm. shoot him. Just shoot the old ladies. You know, he was just like... Like, the scene was probably supposed to end. Mm-hmm. Like, it was originally conceived Yeah. to end probably like a, two, a minute or two back. Yeah. But he just kept going with it. Oh, yeah. Because, yes. Yeah, and like you said, Werner Herzog just let him kind of do Nick Cage things. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. It worked for this. It worked for Mandy. It probably works for pretty much any film that you're just like, I'm just going to release Nick Cage from his shackles and let him fucking attack. Yes. And I'm really sad that we we will never see anything that's like Bad Lieutenant again, ever. No. It's, it's truly a one-of-a-kind crime film mm-hmm. and if you want to know the fate of terrence mcdonough after uh, all of this spiraling out of control bullshit and all of the fucking insane crime and lengths that he goes to to try and get rid of his debt and try and get back on the straight and narrow you're just gonna have to fucking watch bad lieutenant port of call new orleans indeed and uh thanks for listening to this hopefully we uh wetted your taste We've, uh... buds I'm running on about a hour and a half of sleep for the past like 24 hours. For the past 24 hours. And uh, it's starting to get in my way of uh, my being effective. So we got to cut this podcast short. Yeah. Because I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I'm going to die. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, shall we do some plugs? Oh, yeah. It's plug time. It's plug time. Uh, as always, you can find us on all of our social medias. Uh, Which by... I will I will put up in the descriptions finally. Hey, so on Facebook we are uh, facebook.com backslash podcast number four T W O people, and on Instagram we are podcast number four T W O people. Uh, Twitter we are P D C S T number four T W O. People. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then, uh, of course, you can always give to us on our Patreon if you want to help us get better equipment. Uh, we've said this in the past, but um, next big thing that we're looking to get is a new soundboard so that we can have uh, more than two mics. So sometimes... And maybe I'll remember to bring the, the, U- the proper USB cable <laughs> next time. It's all good. Yeah, I can You prepared. do magic. You do magic anyway. But uh, yeah, so for when when we want to have more than just two people, we can have podcast for three, three plus plus people <laughs> people. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're looking at there. We uh, already have a few generous donators uh, every month, and that's really helped us go a long way. And every dollar counts. And if you can only give once, you know, dude, just 
throw it in there, and as soon as you see the bill come out for that, you can hop off. We're not going to get mad at you. In fact, we thank you very much for every dollar that you guys give us, and uh, that's at patreon.com backslash podcast for two people. You can holler at us even through electronic mail messages. Yeah, we get on the SoundCloud, we get about, like, on average, mm-hmm. about 20 views per episode mm-hmm. from week to week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just want to say to all those 20 people, Yeah. thanks. Yeah, that's really cool. If you're actually coming back. Yeah. If you're the same people. Right. Cool. Thank I you. appreciate that. If you're just lurking, you know, you don't want to talk to us, that's cool. Thanks yeah. for listening. But if you do want to, like, shout at us with text, you I, can I email you. us at uh, <laughs> podcastfor2people at gmail.com. I'll read it. I, yeah, dude. I will fucking print that out. I will put that out on a cork board. And I will look at it every day as a motivational message. Even if it just says, eat my shit, I'd be like, aw. I'm shitting. I'm shitting. <laughs> I, I just feel happy that uh, that some fucker out there listened to our shit and uh, felt that they could reach out to us, even just to uh, fucking say something shitty. <laughs> like, that's cool to me. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we do have our merch store that's open over at teespring.com backslash stores that's plural backslash podcast number four two people and if you haven't already check out our uh, arcade history two-part series and all the other fucking episodes that we've got on our uh, archive and if you really like it fuck there might be another person and then the two of you people can enjoy our podcast together that's the magic of it man hey why don't you check out that old stream we did oh yeah you could also go to it's our a real YouTube. gem of a first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. Possessed. Possessed. That was fucking fantastic. Yeah, you just uh, you just got that up and About out there. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. So you can find our... Sorry, I think it's a vi- you can look up videos for two people. And if that doesn't come up, you can just go to YouTube.com. for the picture of, of me puking blood, because I still haven't changed my profile picture <laughs> on there. You can always uh, also use the URL, YouTube.com, backslash user, backslash DRB231. That's uh, Dr. Rabbit Bob, number two, number three, <laughs> number one. getting too confusing now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can you can find fucking videos we've done back out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can dig up our weird shit. Yeah, if you want to experimental look at days. Some, yeah, if you want to get some of our inside jokes, you'll find some of them on those fucking videos. Hey, you know what we didn't really do? Huh. We didn't talk about G. Oh, no, yeah, that's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> After all that, and we were like, we're not going to do it 200 times during this episode. We didn't even do it once. We're no, you know what? At it. We're going to close on it. Okay. So thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> if my name isn't G. Uh, you know, Tyler, I uh, heard your homeboy G. Uh, I had something for him. Bitch, you don't know G. G.